Pursued by guards, Octavia and her team race to gain access to the Needle. Will the defenses catch up to them? Will they make it out of the palace alive? Or have they pinned their hopes on the wrong plan? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Woo. Uh, it's... It's December by the time this publishes. Correct. It was December, I think, by the time It was time December the by the time last episode published. That's right. But it was just barely December. Right. Now I think it was December 1st. Now it's fully December. December. It's, it's, we're into December. We're all, we got a week of December under our belts. Mm -hmm. We don't yet. I know. Time. We're, we're recording this in the past. Whoa. Tell us, what is the future like? What, what, what does December hold? should we get? That'd be great if you could tell me that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're in December now, the last December of this show. Um, oh, that's kind of sad. A little, a little bit. It's melancholy. It's melancholy. Like most Decembers are, actually. Well, Let's uh, be real. December. You love December. I love... No, I December love... December has Christmas. I do love you Christmas. Christmas. I love Christmas so yes. much. So we, we got our tree out while a little bit before we recorded this mm -hmm. because we knew that if we didn't, it would be a couple weeks into December before we got any Christmassy decorations up. And... That would just be too bad. That would so. be sad. So we are we are in full swing December. We have already listened to Mariah Carey's Christmas album mm -hmm. at least like one and a half times as we're recording this, mm -hmm. and probably at least like <laughs> seventeen <laughs> by, by the, the time, time this releases. releases. <laughs> yes, once it hits December, I will hear nothing but Mariah Carey's Christmas <laughs> and um. Gwen has a, a a Celtic Christmas album that she grew up with. Mm -hmm. that those two basically alternate yep. for those the month are, of December. Those are the two. Which is fine. There could be. <laughs> there's far worse Christmas music out there. Mm -hmm. Honestly, those are those are pretty solid albums. I uh, do. I do want to actually this year expand my Christmas music a little bit. Oh no! I know. I don't know if you could do that. I mean, I will try. But we'll see if it actually There's happens. There's something about the classics. Though. There is. I would like another kind of poppy one, though. You know. Or another vocal one, because the the Celtic one is just instrumental, which is really nice. It's mm -hmm. great background music, you know, if you're talking and stuff, because it doesn't, you, you know, get in the way of conversation as much. But I think I would like another, figure out some other choral I stuff. think that's blasphemy <laughs> i mean it basically is previous gwyneths would like listen to this and be like who are you basically all you listen it's to in the month of december indeed. is mariah carey and the the celts that's i mean you are not another wrong. another debate is it pronounced celtic or celtic i've only ever pronounced it celtic but that's that doesn't true. mean whether Boston it's correct pronounces or not it celtics but boston also says like roof and other weird things. Do you not say roof? They say roof, not roof. Yeah. And like rum as opposed to room. Well, Boston 
weird. Exactly. So I'm not going to trust Bostonians on how to pronounce it. I don't trust Boston, especially Boston sports on anything exactly. else. Just saying there are different pronunciations. I um, think they are the only people who call who say the word Celtic Celtic. I haven't heard it in any other context. Well, I how often do you hear that word bandied about in conversation? I mean, with my background, relatively frequently. Well, then you've only really heard your parents say it and your family say it. Well, and that's true and their yeah. circles that's no that's fair yeah. that's very true so maybe they're wrong they could be i don't know it doesn't really matter i don't talk about the celts or the celts all that much <laughs> it's just curious mm-hmm. but yes those are the two albums that are played ad nauseum <laughs> which again is fine <laughs> we could be listening to worse christmas music because there is bad Christmas music out there. What What is some bad Christmas music? The song that goes, uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Hate that song. Oh, yeah. I can't Hate quite, it. I don't quite care for that one. Hate it. <laughs> terrible, terrible. I don't know who sings it. I don't know what the song is called. I just know that chorus, and I can't stand that song. Um, I thoroughly enjoy the last Christmas I give you my heart song because... My sisters and I sing it to each other relatively frequently. Who does that song? I think it's Weezer. Weezer? No. We- Wait, think, hold on. I think it's Weezer. I think it's someone that you don't. That ex- I think it's someone that you don't expect. Uh, do you mean Wham? I mean Wham. Hey, I was close. <laughs> I had similar letters there. We <laughs> Weezer. It's kind of oh, close. I mean, I don't listen to much Weezer, but have you ever listened to a Weezer song? Not really. Oh, man. Weezer. Yeah, (laughs) nope. Not Weezer. Sure isn't Weezer. Oh, yeah. Wham. Wham is what you're thinking about. Oh, my goodness. That is funny. Weezer. I want to hear a Weezer rendition of Last Christmas now. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, sorry. Oh, Ariana Grande, she does have a pretty good Christmas she album. Has a, she has a, right. I've heard a couple of her Christmas songs. I haven't, I don't think I've listened to her album all the way through. I think she has two. She might. I think I remember listening to one and being like, oh, I actually enjoy this. I think when you're a pop diva, you just have to re- release a Christmas you do. album at some you point. You do. And that's why just, that was the whole thing with Mariah Carey's. Everyone was like, don't release one yet. You're too young, early in your career. And Christmas albums are always like a sign of like, you know, you're not doing very well. And well, hey, but I mean, which is ironic, of course. That Christmas album is one of the greatest Christmas albums of, to- of all time. I remember fantastic. once looking at how many ro- the royalties of her one, like the song from that, and it's like you know, tens of millions of dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like Mariah Carey rakes it in from yeah. like November to January. <laughs> She's probably for financial planners are probably like, I just, we just gotta make it till November. We'll be fine. <laughs> It's a seasonal business. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, I was we were we were listening to it in the car the other day, and I was like, "What other songs does Mariah Carey sing?" I know. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know she she does. Yeah, and she I, can sing very well. She can sing very well. I just don't know any of her songs besides that Christmas right. album. I'm sure if we good. heard some, we'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know that was Mariah Carey." Maybe, probably. I'm not the most musically literate person out Same. there, so I, I'm not the best one to speak to about such matters. But, <sighs> so that's you know, Christmas music. Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Christmas cookie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's tough. Because 
Well, if we're speaking strictly cookies, it's the little green Christmas trees that you pump out of the gun that looks like a cock gun in the shape of Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. We always called them Swedish spritz growing up. I think that's officially what they are. And I know that gun comes with like a lot of different mm-hmm. like shapes you can make. I think it has like a camel. You're only allowed to do the Christmas tree. So in my family, we only ever did the Christmas tree. We always added a little bit of green food coloring mm-hmm. to the dough. So Classic. they're nice green Christmas trees. And then after they were all baked, it was we, we got to get little icing bags and put a little like icing on them because it looked oh, like snow right, yeah. and then sprinkle them. Because it looked like little ornaments. Um, I could, and they're so small, you can eat like a dozen of them. <laughs> they are tiny. <laughs> and you're just like, yep, I'm still fine. <laughs> this is my tray of cookies. <laughs> yes, I love those things. I only ever get them in like Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, we, being from Ohio, we usually made Buckeyes around Christmas time. Yeah. If, do, do non Ohioans eat Buckeyes? And I mean, like the candy, not the actual nut, like the cookie candy confection, not I mean, the tree nut. I remember them at like potlucky type things in Indiana. Okay. So I think there may be a Midwestern Maybe it's thing. a Midwest yeah. thing, because I know, obviously, Ohio. Loved my Buckeyes. Um, didn't care for sports, but loved Buckeyes. <laughs> and then... Can um, you make things out of actual Buckeyes? Are they like normal nuts? I don't know. I don't see why not. Hmm. I never have. I don't know if they're poisonous or not. I've never <laughs> That's tried to. That's a good to. point. I don't know either. I'm sure someone somewhere has either made something or found out they're poisonous. So, <laughs> yeah. So, little, little Christmas tree cookies, little Buckeyes, though Buckeyes aren't really cookies. And yeah, then it the other like thing, it's not necessarily Christmassy, but we usually only ever had it around Christmas. We're... We called them seven layer bars because they were bars with seven layers. And I don't know if I can remember all seven of them. It was a graham cracker bottom. I don't mm. know if melted butter counts as a layer if <laughs> that was part of the crust. But then they had chocolate chips and butterscotch chips and shredded coconut and sweetened condensed milk over top. That's six. There's something else in there. Shoot. I'm going to have to call my mom after this and be like, Mom, <laughs> what's the seventh layer? Um, but yeah, those things were banger. Oh, that does sound delicious. Very, very good. Very good. Very good. What about you? I didn't know that Buckeyes were like a Christmassy thing. I don't think they are. We just like... You only Usually we'd, you know, travel to like relatives for Christmas and we'd usually... Cookies are easy to transport. That's so my true. mom would make a bunch of cookies. And it was usually the the Christmas tree cookies, Buckeyes, and the bars. Because they're all at relatively easy to make and crank mm-hmm. out a bunch of. A bunch, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know if it's like technically a Christmas cookie, but our molasses cookies. Like my mom would make these, yeah, like molasses wintry. cookies that are just soft in the center and absolutely delicious and my favorite thing. And you would roll them in sugar before you bake them. So, I mean, what's not to love? Those are, that's my just favorite cookie of all time. Not just Christmas cookie. Mm. It, it is my favorite cookie. Mm. I also really like Swedish spritz. I sometimes really like the um, the wreath shape one, though. I think that one can sometimes be fun because you can eat it in little segments, like which as a kid was very fun to be like, oh, I'm going to eat this segment and then that segment type of thing. Oh, I mean, I was lucky if I even ate those things in two bites. <laughs> I'm just yeah. in the mouth. <laughs> chomp, chomp, no, chomp. That's very chomp, 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 chomp. No, I, th- I think I'm going to have to go with uh, in, in my molasses. household. Uh, sorry. 
finish what you're saying i think i'm gonna have to go with molasses but i also it's really like i really like pecan sandies i don't know if they're yeah. like they're like the roundish like the oblong things yeah. i i did not like them as a kid for a sure yeah. um but i've i've started liking them more as an adult now that i actually like nuts i hated nuts growing up so you're a weirdo yeah yeah that makes sense a little weirdo so but no oh now i just want some molasses cookies I know. I'm I think we have really somewhere. bad at making them because you have to make the part of them on the stove and then you have the chance of accidentally turning your eggs into scrambled eggs instead of cookies and that sometimes happens and if you want cookies and you end up with scrambled eggs, that's not really what you're looking for. Yeah, true. That's true. I try not to eat scrambled eggs with my cookies. Yeah, and that doesn't sound like the most delicious thing. Well, you know what is the most delicious thing? yes victory we'll see if you taste it this episode or not we will uh siggity see i am not sure uh-huh. what's gonna happen um but we come back to a long hallway with the feet of many individuals running down it ah! you've got you carhoon and your crew bulger Malaris, Jazolka, Carmina, Albert, and Chuck. All hoofing it. Not to forget Chuck. Hoofing it. Literally Chuck hoofing it. Down a hallway headed toward the throne room of the Grundekovian Palace. Where there should be a security room off of it. Which should let you operate the needle. So that you can just get on there and roll down to the hub to confront Craig. You're heading for this door. Running out behind you are more guards, at least two, but you can hear the footsteps of more echoing behind them. So, at this rate, we'll move to initiative when we need to. I don't know if we need to right now. So you are all charging towards the door. You're not sure if it's going to open freely. You're not sure if you're going to have to, you know, try to get it open somehow. Um... Do you all run en masse to the doors, or does someone stay in the hallway to kind of hold off the guards while you guys figure out what you're doing? I think we go en masse through the doors. Okay. I'm going to assume you're probably in the lead, because you were the first person through the doors, and you're running. Uh, Okay, so you run. You can see two guards exit out the doors you just came through and start chasing you. You can hear more steps coming up the stairs in that uh, front lobby. Screams, shouts, and orcish ringing through the hallways. You run up panting, get to this large set of doors, empty hallway, and it's they're, they're big, ornate, carved of some dark, fine wood. Very, They look very heavy. The door-like poles are a little bit lower than they'd normally be because <laughs> they're built for dwarves. What do you do? We try to push them open. You try to push them open, and they do not push. Okay. They kind of give a little bit, and then chunk, chunk, chunk. Uh, does it feel like they are locked or like something is in the way? It feels like they are barred rather than locked. Okay. You feel this in like a second. You turn around. The group catches up and you've got maybe uh, a couple seconds before these guards are upon you. 
And because it's barred as opposed to locked, like we couldn't try to pick a lock or anything, right? Uh, no, you don't see you don't see locks here. Got a couple people who might be able to help, or you might have a spell that could help. Yeah, I'll be. So I'm sorry. The door is wood or metal? Wood. Wood. Okay. Um, thick, heavy wood. Thick, heavy wood. I really don't want to destroy the doors though, because I want to barricade them after us. Um, can you shoot magic missile at an object? Good question. Um, let's see. Um, each dart hits a creature of your choice. You create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice. You can see a dart deals, blah, blah, blah. The darts strike simultaneously. Uh, so it sounds like they are they are creature-directed. Creature-specific. Okay, like heat-seeking. Yes. Um, I guess Octavia will look at Jasulka and be like, do you have anything that could lift the bar without destroying the, the doors? be great if we could bar you know barricade them after us so i don't want to just destroy them outright he he says i don't think we have time to be very picky um i can t- we could we can take down the door and if you need a barricade we can figure something out but i think we need to get in there okay that sounds good and so i guess um you know maybe carhuna malaris will try to by force knock it down or does it seem like it has to be something magical oh no these are you could hack it down okay all right, have uh, Carhoon and Malaris each roll an attack at the door, please. Right, Carhoon. Or I guess you could take a, a turn against the door. Who could take a turn? You guys can. All of us? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, so we're coming down this hall, and yeah. we see the people behind us, right? Yes, you've got about a round before they reach you. Okay. Um, I'm going to hand Bulger one of those fire orbs, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, can you turn this into a bomb and throw it at them? I'll do what I can. So while a couple of us are, are like banging on the door to get it open, I want Bulger to throw down the hall one of the fire gems from Jasulka's furnace. Okay. He is going to have to... So his breath is what's going to ignite it. Okay. Basically. So he's going to have to kind of pitch it, burn it, and hope he doesn't get caught in the blast. Yeah. Um, okay. So he turns around and let's do that. So... He turns around, holds up this gem, opens his mouth, and unleashes a gout of flame on it, and it starts to glow. And you hear a cracking noise coming from it as he pitches it like a grenade. Roll me a first. Um, Let's roll me a d20, and we're going to see basically if he can get it hot potatoed out of his hands before it like catches him in the explosion too nat 20 okay so he hooks it down the hall this so in the past i've treated these like a fireball so he chucks it down it hits the ground once bounces hits the ground twice and rolls and as it like gets right like past the feet of these two running guards it erupts in a god of flame. Roll me 8d6. <laughs> Gonna have to do 4 and 4. 26. 26 points of damage. Very good. Alright, so they get like a huge gust of flame. It erupts in the hallway. You feel a wave of heat come down. Whoosh, and uh, they 
look definitely frazzled and singed, big like burns all over their exposed skin. They are mm-hmm. still alive and still coming for you, but they took a pretty good hit. Mm-hmm. Bulger just stands there looking cool with like the, the the heat like flapping his robes like a like a cool person walking away from an explosion in an action yep. movie. Yep. Uh, so he's like, I'll try to hold him off. You guys get that door down. Uh, okay, have Malaris and Carhoon try to hack this door apart. All right, Malaris. Uh, 22 to hit. Yep. 15. Damage. 15, all right. Carhoon. Takes a good chunk of it. Uh, 22. Yep. Ooh, max damage for 18 slashing. All right. Uh, Malaris takes a good chunk out of it, and then Carhoon comes through it. <laughs> slams uh, his axe into it and you hear a splintering sound and the doors swing open. Nice. We all rush in. You all rush in. Uh, whoever is in the the rear, like Bulger kind of steps Yeah, I feel last. like <laughs> Bulger and Jasulka are just like spamming magic missiles and uh, <laughs> firebolts. Yeah, they're they're blasting away. They step in and start swinging the doors closed. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, okay, so they step in, they swing it closed. Carhoon kind of throws his weight up against it too, and there is a thunk as these two guards impact it, and you can hear more guards running down the hallway towards it as well. And Jasolka steps back for a moment while Carhoon is holding it. He's like, "Wait, what? I wait, hold on." And uh, it's like, Soko, like, just give give me a moment, and he is going to wave his hands Ooh. and be a cool wizard, and he'll bring up a wall of stone. Nice to cover the door. Nice, He's nice, like, nice, that, nice. That won't hold forever, but it should hold for as long as we need it to. Ho- hopefully, if we're quick. Okay. Turning around, what do we see in this? You start room? to turn around, and you hear. Oh, no. The cliche, but still kind of funny slow clap. Oh, no. You see a big throne room. Long, clear, clean marble floors. It looks a bit nicer in here than the rest of the palace. Dwarven patterns across it. Some nice, uh, you know, mural work along the walls rows of uh, like pedestals with big statues in them of, of various dwarves looking cool with dwarven armor and big axes and hammers and whatnot in various action poses. At the far end of the room there are two large windows flanking a small platform on which is a stone throne and standing in front of it is a uh striking looking woman in very shiny black armor who you think was the one who tried to parlay with you a few days ago she is standing there in front of her on either corner of this platform are two other orcs who have big curved scimitars and red head wraps who you've also dealt with before the types that were uh, bodyguarding Crag when you met him in Montignon. The uh, woman steps down off this platform, takes one step forward and says, 
I'm afraid Crag isn't receiving visitors at this time, but I'd be happy to take a message for you. And I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. <laughs> Hot diggity dog. Okay. For Octavia. 11. For Carhoon. Nat 20 for a 22. Jeez. That's the second. That's the, He rolled the same thing last time. Mm-hmm. He has advantage. Let me see. Does he roll? Nope. 14 on the next one. All right. Going down the list. You starting... can't get better than a natural uh, 20. I know. I was just curious to see if he was going to roll two 20s. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, why are you rolling again? <laughs> All right. Owlbear. Six. Bulger. Five. Malaris. Nine. Jasulka. Two. Carmina. 14. Okie dokie. It is Carhoon's turn. She doesn't seem interested in speaking anymore. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, Carhoon is going to, again, do what Carhoon does best. He's going to rush forward and swing at this woman. Okay. All right. He's going to swing three times. Okay. Let's see how this goes. 21 to hit. He feels like he's about to hit, but at the last minute, she pulls a longsword up and parries the attack. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) Neat. Okay. Swing number two. Let's see how many times she can keep this up. It's an 18 hit. 18, just barely hits. Okay. She doesn't parry this one? She does not parry that one. Eight points of slashing, magical slashing. Eight points, okay. All right, and for his final swing, it's a 16 hit. 16 does not. Clangs off her thick black plate armor. All right, that is what Carhoon does. Carhoon, all right. Carmina is up next. She looks and says, The throne doesn't belong to you, Craig. All right, she will also... Uh, do you think she would go right for the person in the dark plate or one of the orcs? Either. Okay. I guess she will then... Um, let's see. She has, enough, she has enough speed. She doesn't, actually. So she's actually going to kind of swing around to the side, kind of taking some cover behind one of these pillars, mm-hmm. uh, close to what seems to be maybe the control room, the only other door in this mm-hmm. area. Yes, there's a door off on the left wall. That you could put together is probably that. So she's going to be kind of taking some cover behind this pillar. Okay. It is a statue. It is not a pillar. So, it, I mean, it's it's big enough to take cover behind, but it doesn't oh, go okay. all the way to the ceiling. Well, like it's like a pedestal and then a thing, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I should have said, yeah, pedestal. No, you're good. Okay. Carmina runs over. Octavia, your turn. Okay. I have been basically ineffective in the last combat, so... Which is not great. How tall is the ceiling? Pretty tall. Okay. It's big. It's kind of not like domed, but you think there might be like an onion top over here. So it's it's got a lot of a lot of room. A lot of height. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I am going to lift my hands up and I am going to call some lightning down upon us all. Oh no! I mean, not us. All right. All right, and I'm going to bring a bolt of lightning down, and if the uh, the woman in the 
plate and the guard to her right could please make a dexterity saving throw. Alright, the woman is a 13. Okay. Bad roll. And the guard natural 20. Okay, so guard will take half. The woman will take, the mysterious woman will take full. Okay. So 25 points of lightning damage to the woman. Okay. And half of that to this one. 24, you said? 25. 25. Of lightning? Correct. Okay. Let me, let me, well, let me double check. (laughs) Yes, lightning. All right. Does it seem to do anything? Yes. Okay. (laughs) As soon as you were like, lightning, right? I was like, oh no. Well, I was just checking. All righty. And then I am going to move and also kind of take some cover behind one of these pedestals. Okay. Oh, wait. She has advantage on saving throws against magic. Uh, Not any better. Well, it's one better, but it still fails. All right. That is your turn. It is this woman's turn. She is going to first pull up her longsword and take three swings at Carhoon. Two can play at that game, elf. <laughs> first swing, natural 20. Carhoon! That's. Not gonna be good, I don't think. Some damage. You're immune to poison damage. Yes. Okay. Well then, this isn't as bad. Okay, awesome. So that would be 17 points of slashing. Okay. Still a good hit, but you're getting away with not taking the 68 crit poison damage. Oh, here's feast. Underrated spell. I think it's pretty well rated. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't um, read the boards enough to know whether it is or not. Um, the second swing is a 23. Three. That also hits. All right. That is another um, b- 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 six points of slashing. And the final swing is a miss. She takes three swings and then steps back and kind of like bends down a little bit and then unfurls from her back two long black wings and takes off into the sky. What? Flies 60 feet up. You know, these do not look like Asimar wings. They're okay. just normal wings, but still wings. Uh, Carhoon may take an attack <laughs> if he wishes. You know, just the normal wings that furl out of people's backs. Just the normal wings. Okay. Uh, yeah, Carhoon will obviously mm-hmm. take... Uh, it's a natural two, Miss. so I don't think a 13 hits. No, it does not. She soars 60 feet up. Into this dome area over your heads. Oh, that's why it's so tall, huh? Hey, gotta have some fun. All right, it is Malaris's turn. All right, Malaris is going to um, run up to the guard that got the lightning damage for. She can just make it. Okay. And she's going to attack that guard with her scissor hand. Okay. 17 to hit. That will hit, I believe. Yes, it will. Oh, no, sorry. 18. Yep. Uh, 15 points of slashing damage. Okay. Anything else? Nope. I think that's all that she does. Okay. It is now the guard's turns. 
the one who is in front of Malaris holds a hand up and if this is gonna load oh no and in a 15 foot radius with like it kind of on the edge a bubble of impenetrable darkness appears oh hot dang is it also within the darkness mm-hmm. oh dang it gets carhoon too Yes, so Carhoon, Malaris, and this orc are stuck inside this darkness. Instantly, their vision goes black. That was an action. So, that is all it does. It, she can sense that it moves away, but she can't take an opportunity attack because she can't see it. Because she's blinded, okay. So, it moves somewhere. somewhere. But you are not sure where. And the um the flying woman, she is above this dark cloud, right? The sphere, hemisphere. Yes. Okay. Yes, it goes fifteen feet up. Okay. Alright, so that was the first one. The second one is gonna be a button. It's gonna do the same thing, just on the other half of the battlefield. Oh my god. So it plunges. Gonna plunge the rest of your party. It's gonna plunge Bulger, oh Jasoka, and Owlbear in. Actually, it, it probably can't get all of them. But it's gonna get Bulger and you. Okay. And actually, probably Owlbear, who's just on the edge in darkness. So you can't see, and it move somewhere as well into the darkness and that is their turn it is owl bear she's right on the edge okay um have has she seen this kind of magical darkness before it's unlikely okay um she i mean she probably knows of stuff like this but maybe hasn't seen it so can she know to just take a step out of it because she's right there on the edge like okay so she's going to just take a step to her, you know, step to your right. Um, does the cha-cha slide right out of that darkness. True. And she is going to, I don't know the range of the crossbow, but she's going to take a shot at the plate lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might It might be a disadvantage. Once it's at, you know, at 60. Let's see. Is this a light crossbow? It does not say. Crossbow shot. Hmm. Oh, it would be 80 anyway, so you're good. Okay. So, she, yeah, she is going to uh, fling a crossbow sh- bolt at um, the flying woman. Okay. That's my other D8. Ooh, a natural 19 for nine piercing damage. That will hit. Boing! As her crossbow is not magical, it does a little bit less. Ooh. All right. After Owlbear is Bulger, plunged right. into darkness. So, oh, that's not, can't, can't, can't have that. Can he also just step out of it? He could, yeah. Okay, so he's going to step out of it. He's going to um, come shoulder to shoulder with his buddy Jasulka as they've been the uh, the long-range casters here, and he's going to shoot a firebolt at her as well. Okay. For a miss, a 12. Okay. Sales passed. All right. It is Jasulka's turn last, and he looks around... And he thinks, he says, would you rather I try to take out the, um, 
individual or would you like to be able to see? Oh, shoot. Uh, take out the individual. Okay. Because he's basically, he could try to dispel magic on the darkness. Or he could just fire at what's her butt. Oh, no. It, 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 would he just be doing his normal magic missile? Yes. Oh, then take away the darkness. Okay. All right. He will step back and do you which the darkness on you? Uh, take away the darkness on the two melee folks. Okay. Uh, so he's going to, he steps over, waves hand, and <laughs> this is, darkness is only a second level spell, so dispel magic just instantly gets it. Nice. Gone. Poof. Out of there. So that area is no longer uh, no longer darkness, but there is still one bubble in which you are, and there is an orc right behind Malaris and okay. Karun. But only one shows up in that. Only one shows okay. up in that darkness. That is Jasolka's turn. At the top of the round, it is Karhoon. All right, Karhoon turns around kind of slowly. And it's like, ah, there you are. <laughs> I have the orc that's behind him and is going to swing three times at it. Okay. All right, sorry. First attack, natural 16. That's a hit. Mm-hmm. All right, and that will be 14 points of magical slashing. 14? Four. No, uh, sorry, 15. 15. 15. Okay. All right, swing number two. Ooh, that's going to be a 19 to hit? Yes. Okay. What's, in what world is 19 an iffy number in 5e? That hits most things. Well, I mean, if she has plate and I... You're not swinging at her. You're swinging at the orc. Oh, duh. That's right. That's right. I forgot for a second there. Sorry. Um, that will be a 14 points of slashing and mm-hmm. for his final swing natural 20. Okay. Um, it's dead. Oh, yay! That's that's Woo! fine. It's just it's dead. <laughs> awesome sauce. So that one goes down and it is Carmina's turn. All right. Um eh, let's see. Carmina doesn't see any of the other orcs. Um, her her warhammer isn't thrown, so um, she's gonna go over and open that door to mm-hmm. the uh, control room. Okay. Can she step inside? Um, she goes over and the door is locked. Okay, she's gonna try to break the door down. All right, roll an attack. Natural 18. Okay, roll damage. Eight bludgeoning. Eight bludgeoning. Uh, one more good hit, and it should come down. Awesome. All right, so she hits the handle. It starts to splinter. And now it is Octavia's turn. You are in the dark. All right, I'm also going to uh, cha-cha to my left and step out of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And I am going to bring a lightning bolt down upon the flying woman. Okay. Natural 18 on saving throw. Okay, but at least you will still take half. Uh, again, 25 points of lightning, so half of that. Half of what? 20, 25. 25, okay. Very good. Very good. And then I am also going to, as a bonus action, give myself some healing. Okay, sounds good. It is the flying armored woman's turn who is gonna do something in a moment 
All right. She is going to... She flaps her wings a few times and then kind of turns and dive bombs into the bubble of darkness. Okay. So she is somewhere in there that you can't see. You're looking around, scanning through the bubble, and a arrow flies out at you. Oh, at me. With okay. advantage, because you can't tell where it's coming from. 19? That does hit. All right. You take five points of piercing damage. No poison damage. You're very lucky. <laughs> An arrow's going to fly out at... One's going to come out at Bulger, because he's right there. Oh, okay. Oh, Bulger. Natural 1423. <laughs> That'll hit. All right. Bulger gets a hit and an That arrow. will hit our sorcerer. <laughs> yes. And then another one's going to come out at... Another one's going to come out at Carmina. Okay. Natty 18. Uh, hits her in the back. Carmina's not looking so hot. All right. That is her turn. Malaris. All right. Um, ready either a move or an action. Ugh. So if she goes in and tries to find them, what... Can she even do that? Even try to do that? To try to find them? Yeah. You could maybe roll perception to try to like hear. Okay. Um, it'll be tough. And then if you attack, if you manage to find out what square they're in, you would have disadvantage on all attacks. That seems like something Malaris would still try to do. Okay. So she is going to try to see if she can perceive them. Um, she doesn't have a perception in her quick stat. Okay, roll me a d20. 13. 13. Um, ba -bum 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 -bum. Um, she, yeah, she can't really get a good okay. lock on, but she'd have moved to try to find, and she can continue rolling. Yeah, so she'll, I guess, ready in action. If, if someone pops out... Well, actually, she, I guess she'll get kind of closer to... Meh. Yeah, if someone pops out that she can see, she will, and is within range, she will try to swing at them. Okay. Sounds good. Um, it is the orc's turn. <laughs> uh, the orc is going to... A, uh, a dart flies out of the darkness at Malaris. Okay. Just a little dart. Ooh, not great. 16. <gasps> Miss! All right. And then Ooh. one is going to fly out at... Who do I want? I got I got four people I'm thinking about. Uh, Bulger. Okay. Nope. Oh, nice! <laughs> so projectiles are just flying out of this darkness bubble. <laughs> it's terrifying. And none of you can see. Owlbear. Okay. Um, you can't see Owlbear. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, Octavia can't because she's on you the can't. other side of the bubble. That's true. Um, uh, yeah, Owlbear is just going to ready an action when she can see uh, the the winged the winged woman. She will fire her crossbow at her. Okay. Uh, Balger. Same. Okay. Jasulka is last. What you looking at? Um, let's see. Magic missile, you need to be able to see the mm -hmm. creature, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, Jasoka, just have him dispel that one. 
Okay, it is a third level spell slot, so I'm gonna Ooh, roll okay. something to see if he, he can or wants to do that again. Good. Um, what do we think? Yeah, this round he's like, I need to conserve resources. Too. Okay. Um. So maybe if things go poorly, but he's gonna be like, try to try to suss them out. So can he do? He'll he'll run up. He probably has good um, dragon senses. So he's going to try to do a perception check to try to locate them. Then. Okay. <laughs> Natural three. Natural three. No, he cannot find them. So he'll look, and then he's gonna go hide behind one of these statues okay, as well. That makes sense. Try to be like, try to drag them out of there. You, the strong one, <laughs> get them. Uh, and it is Carhoon's turn. Yeah, I mean, Carhoon will just go in and try to find them. Like, can he put his arms out and, like, hold his axe on one side and see if he just, like, bonks into one of them? Um, you can move me through the squares. Okay. That you would move him through. And I'll let you know. Okay. Um... So Carhoon's currently in be, front of the throne. Would he be able to swing if he comes in contact with somebody? Yeah. Okay. Probably. If they don't swing first. So. Uh, as he goes to move into that square, he bonks into somebody. This square? Yep. All right. He is going to. He he feels like he puts his foot out to take a step and he hears an ouch. <laughs> as he accidentally steps on the toe of somebody. Mm-hmm. And he is going to swing. Okay. He has disadvantage, but he is going to do it. Anyway, all right, swing number one. 14 and a natural 20. Okay. What's the total of a 14? 25. Okay, yep, that hits. 10 magical slashing. Okay. I don't know who it is or who, if it matters, so. Sure. <laughs> swing number two with disadvantage. 19 to hit. Um, That would hit. But he also feels a tang something to swat his blade uh, aside. Okay. All right. So knowing uh, that the uh, that this square is the um, the winged lady, he'll kind of shout out and be like, "I don't know if you can see. You obviously can't. But this square, as he'll try to describe it, like as much as possible. It's going to be hard for anyone else because you can't even see yeah, into where that's he a is. Good point. So you could probably do like an AOE. If you had any, but yeah. that's that's probably about all you're going to be able to do. Okay, so well, he'll just do his third swing. Mm-hmm. 17 to hit? Miss. Okay. Clang was off some armor. All right. I guess he would kind of know that he's kind of close to the middle, because he would have... So he'll be like, so we're close to the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it is Carmina's turn. Uh, Carmina is going to swing at the door leading into the control room again. All right. Uh, 23. Okay. Roll me damage. Eight. All right. Yes. She, the door collapses. All right. And then she's going to take a step in and start kind of like looking at the controls to see Mm -hmm. if she like can understand how they work. Yep. It's a small room. There's kind of like a, a bench control panel that wraps around. It's kind of a semicircular shape. And there are big windows on all the sides that look like they're made of some uh, very heavy, thick, reinforced plate glass, and it looks out over the front of the palace, and there's a little, like, circular building with a big sliding 
stone door that she knows is the the entrance to the needle. It's kind of like a tubular shaped thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, she shouts back, there are more in front of the needle. This isn't the end of the party. So how far are they from the needle? They're right in front of the doors. Okay, okay. There's a couple, a couple guards or, stationed or, out or there. Or no, how, how, how far, far are, you? are we from the doors? From that room that Carmina's in, uh, there's maybe, you know, uh, let's just keep it in easy D&D terms, and it's about 60 feet away. Okay. So, but with this... From the ground. With this room being reinforced, like, we have to get there. Yeah, you'd have right? to get there. Okay. If you were to just go from here, from that room, it would it's be about the 60 crows, feet. Crows flies yes. types of thing. Okay. But I'll leave that for you to think about after your turn, which it is now. Okay. Um, hearing Carhoon say that I should, that the person is close to the middle of this um, bubble of darkness, I'm going to bring a lightning bolt down just into the middle of it. I don't need to be able to see. Okay. So if she and if the other orc is in, like, that general area. Okay. Have them make well, some Roll throws. me the damage, and like, you won't know what happens. I know. It's kind of, I kind of like that. It's kind of fun. Alrighty, let's do this. Rolled poo. Uh, 11 points of lightning. Okay. And so, five for any successes. Sounds good. Bolt of lightning crackles down. You're not sure how efficacious it is. And then I'm going to hide behind one of the um, pedestals. Okay. You will get some cover if you are targeted. Alright. Um, Carhoon hears a few words in a, a language he doesn't speak and f- kind of senses that whatever was right in front of him steps away. And then he feels a whew, 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 as arrows whiz past Ooh. his face. Ooh. Not targeting him, Ooh. but they are targeting Carmina. Oh, no. First, does, she have, does she have some cover with being behind a door? Uh, she can have two points of cover, okay. but she broke the door down, so That's it is true. just a doorway. Doorway, yeah. So the first roll is a, I think an 18. <sighs> Hits even with the cover. Sorry, 17. Hits even with the cover. Okay, that is a hit. Is she still up? She has one hit left. All right. Another arrow. That is a natural two. That misses. (gasps) Hits the door frame. One more arrow. The last one. That is a 12. That misses. Oh, wait. I have advantage on all these. Oh. No. She gets... That's a natural 20, actually. So, uh... Yeah. She goes down. You hear, uh, uh... The impact of an arrow into a body and then a thump on no. the floor. No, she's not dead dead, though. Not dead dead. Okay. She gets to roll death saving throws like a normal person, but okay. she is unconscious. Okay. It is Malaris' turn. Okay. Malaris, having heard Carhoon, like, uh, you know, say kind of in the middle-ish, she's also going to kind of walk in and just if she bumps into somebody, right. she is going to swing at them. Move her through the spots. Nope. Okay. Doesn't hit anybody. Well, can then she dash? Can she continue moving? Sure. Uh, she bumps into somebody there. Alright, and she kind of shouts to Carhoon, somewhere in between, like somewhere in between you and me. Not that, again, it's dark, but... Can't really tell. Yep, okay, that's Malaris. Owlbear, sorry, not Owlbear, it is the orc's turn. The orc 
is going to... Malaris hears a pat, 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 up behind her and feels a scimitar slash out twice. Gosh. Horrid, horrid rolls. The first swing misses. Okay. With a natural six on advantage. The second swing, however, is going to be... This is cracked, but it was out of 15. I had rolled a 15 anyway, so that's a 20. That is a hit on Malaris. Malaris gets another hit, feels a slash across her back. Very good, very good, very good. And then, oh wait, and it moves away. Okay, that is, now it is Owlbear's turn. Oh geez, can she run over and try to stabilize Carmina? She could, yeah. It's like, oh no you don't. Hops down, roll me a medicine check. It's a four. It's a four. Um, I don't suppose she has it listed. She does not. Okay, yeah, her wisdom would be a plus five which is not quite enough okay so she is close she's like holding down applying pressure trying to staunch the bleeding around these arrows but doesn't quite get carmina up yet bulger i can't shoot anything if i can't see him no um (laughs) um would he also be one who would just go wading in to try to find people? Um, Probably he's not. Squishy. Yeah. So he's going to come over here and hide behind this pillar as well. Uh, 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 pedestal. Okay, so he comes behind another statue and gets ready in case someone were to show themselves. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah. If, if someone pops their heads out, he'll, 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 he'll let it fly. But okay. And it is now just Sulka's turn. Do you think that at this point he would... Let's roll and see. I think you still have it in hand. <laughs> Thanks. It's it takes a lot of, it, it takes a lot of energy to do the things I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Um yeah. Okay. Carhoon's turn. Carhoon is going to again kind of put his arms out and try to find people. Okay. Because he felt kind of someone move away, right? Yep. Bonk. He bonks into somebody. Yep. All right. Carhoon wanders through the darkness and walks into something. (laughs) (laughs) I can just see it's like like on a snowy road. It's like Mm -hmm. wandering around. All right. He is going to swing three times at this creature, this figure that he bonks into with disadvantage. Okay. 15. 15 is a miss. Okay. Swing number two. 26. That's a hit. Eight points of slashing damage. Okay. Again, magical, yep. if that matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that swing number three for probably another miss of 15. Miss. Clang, clang. But I got one hit in Okay, there. and he'll kind of shout out to um, uh, uh, to Malaris and be like, again, in between us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Um, it is a Carmina's turn. Carmina needs to make it that saving right. throw. Please roll me a d20. Fail. All right, one failure. She creeps closer to death. Octavia, your turn. Um, uh, let's see. They don't know where they are within, really, so no. they can't really direct. Yeah. Now, this lightning, with it being magical, it wouldn't create any light within darkness, right? Nope. Okay, I'm going to also just 
wander in, I think. And All right. Try to, <laughs> try to find somebody. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You wander in. Now, I don't want to metagame because Gwyneth, as a player, knows. Knows where it in, is. In a square. So how do you want me to play this? Um, I mean, <laughs> here we go. Uh, it's like you bump into someone, but maybe you bump into Carhoon. I think that's true. Like, oh, oh, wait. Hey. <laughs> You're stepping on my toes. Um, yeah, I mean. Do you want me to roll and kind of to pick what direction she would maybe go in or? I mean, if you kind of just want. Yeah, roll me, roll me something. Roll me a, roll me a perception. 21. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you're pretty close to where she is anyway, so okay. you kind of move back and forth and bump. Okay. Um, and then uh, Octavia will, oh, I guess, take a step back, actually, after feeling bumping into somebody. She'll take a step back, knowing that somebody is in that square. Mm-hmm. And? she's gonna do? And she will, um, yeah, cast... <laughs> Shillelagh on her staff and swing. Okay. Do it. Shillelagh. Oh, right. With disadvantage. 21 to hit. 21 is a hit, but... Boing! Sword comes up. Parry. Okay. okay. But then she kind of kind of can feel Carhoon and be like, Hey, I, I, it's me. It's... Hi. I can't see you, but I think you're there, right? Yeah. Is that all? That's it. That's oh, okay. all I can do. Great. Sorry. Uh, it is the woman's turn who you feel a, whoo, whoo, a gust of air as she rockets up into the sky okay. and rains da- arrows down on the lot of you. Triggering Bulger and Jasulka's readied shots. Sure. All right, she takes 11 force from Jasulka mm-hmm. and from Bulger, Natty too. Yes, all right, so she takes a little bit of damage from Jasulka and then it's going to rain some arrows down which one of you is looking the worst? She would be able to know. Unless you're all pretty close. Malaris, probably. Yeah, she's going to fire one at Malaris then. Uh, 18 to hit. Uh, hits. All right. Malaris still up? Yep. Let's go fire again. She's going to focus up. Uh, that's an 11. That's going to be a miss. miss. But she has advantage because you can't see her. Natural 17. It. For like 25 or something. Malaris is down. 24. All right. And the last arrow is going to come for... Um, she's going to go for Carhoon. So one last shot with advantage on Carhoon. 16. Miss. miss. All right. You hear the... Ah, thump as another body goes down. But you get the sense that uh, she is up. Okay. And it is Malaris' turn. Please roll a death saving throw. For Malaris. 12. 12. That is a success. It is now the orc's turn, who is still running around in here somewhere, <laughs> who's going to come up to Carhoon and take two swings. First swing. 14. Miss. Garbage roll. Second swing. Uh, 16. Miss. Garbage roll. All right. Bad rolls. Carhoon feels like. Whew, whew, but somehow, using his keen elven senses, dodges out of the way. Albert's turn. All right. Um, Albert is again going to try to stabilize Carmina. All right. Roll a d20. It'll be a plus five. Uh, 90, 15. All right. So Carmina is stabilized. 
Carmina will awake on her own if she does not re receive any magical healing in three hours. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Gets a nice little rest in there. Bulger. All right, Bulger is going to let loose some fire at the flying woman. Mm -hmm. 14 to hit. Misses. Sizzles off the armor. And Jasulka. All right, Jasulka is also going to let loose some magic missile, and so she will take 11 Sizzle. points. There you go. You just had to do that. All right, it is Carhoon's turn. Okay. He also felt the orc move away. Move away. Okay. He's going to step. He kind of catching from hearing the wings. Um, he's going to try to step out of the darkness. Uh -huh. uh, he's going to re-sling his gray axe and he's going to pull out his longbow. And he's going to aim at the woman who's flying around. Do it. Natty 17. That'll do. The plus seven. Six piercing. Okay. I don't remember if this longbow is magical. I don't, think, I it don't is. think it is. Natural 20. Okay. 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 Let's see. Let's see what we got. Go Carhoon! Let's see what we got. All right. We're going to do this one because it's, uh, it's a pretty big battle and this one's fun. This is from Cam. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Cam. Uh, this is... As your hit strikes true... And the ambient magic, the the ambient magic from your last spell, I guess mad shocking grass mm, manifests mm -hmm. as you strike. Do not roll the damage for your weapon. Instead, treat this strike as a seventh level evocation spell prismatic spray. With the DC of the saving throw equal to your total to hit, which is gonna be crazy high. Uh, roll damage and all other effects as normal according to the spell. If there are creatures in a cone behind your target matching the normal text of Prismatic Spray, it affects them as well, but the save DC is halved. Okay. So. Prismatic Spray. Prismatic Spray. Prismatic Spray. Prismatic Spray. What are we gonna do today? Oh boy. Oh boy. Prismatic Spray. Eight. Multicolored rays of light flash from your hand. Each ray is a different color and has a different power. Each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a dexterity save. For each target, roll a d8 to determine its effects. Okay, so roll me a d8. <laughs> Five. Five, there we go. Hey, look at that, blue. <laughs> um, the target takes 10d6 cold damage on a failed saver, half as much damage on a successful one. What is Carhoon's total to hit? 31. 31. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, so I'll call it a save on a natural 20. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is the longbow. Uh, so just 27. 27. Okay. That's that's better. That's better. That's better. What kind of save is this? What did he say? Cam. Dex. Dexterity. Yep. All right. Dexterity. Unless, unless the crit says something 27 different. is possible with a natural 20. Nope. Still a good save. It's 20 total. Uh, so roll me 10d6. Oh my gosh. You can use a, a digital roller if you'd like. It might be easier. I think I'm going to. Thank you for the Thank you, Cam. That's awesome. 41 points of cold damage. Okay. All that's right. Pretty, that's pretty good. I assume I don't roll the arrow damage, right? Is it said? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you deal a ton of damage to this thing. She's like, ah. All right. Well, You're I th next. I think that was just my second arrow. I think it was. 
Alright, let's see how error number three goes. Watch me crit fail. <laughs> Natural two. <laughs> Natural two. Alright, missed. Pretty close. Pretty close. Alright. Uh, great, that is Carhoon's turn. It is Carmina who is stable. Carmina she lies stable. there. Octavia, your turn. Alright, I, you know, also heard um, uh, the, the wings fly into the sky, so I'm also going to take a step out of the darkness mm-hmm. and bring a lightning bolt on top of the flying around woman. Okay. Uh, if she could make a dex save. 17. Fail. Sorry. Has advantage. No, 17 is the best. All right. So you are going to take 19 points of lightning damage. Okay. All right. It is her turn. She dives back into the darkness. <laughs> Understandable. And fires several arrows. She's going to fire. Obviously, you and Karun are some of the biggest threats, but she doesn't like what Jasalka's been doing to her. She's going to fire. She's going to start with one of Karun. And see how that goes out of the box. Uh, 19. Just hits. Actually, I would have advantage, so let's see if I crit. I do. Oh. I do crit. I do indeed. Um, That is... Seven, 11 points of piercing damage. How's Carhoon look? Not too bad. Not too bad? Okay. She will... She's going to focus fire. She's smart. She's going to try to take him down one by one. She's already got two down. Just a couple more to go. Second roll. That one was out of the box. I rolled a one and a two, so those are going <laughs> to miss. And then the final arrow at Carhoon is a natural 19 and a natural 6. So that is going to hit for 9 points of piercing. Lucky that Hero's Feast. Otherwise, each of these would have an additional yeah. 3d8 poison damage. Yeah. Hero's Feast is amazing. Hero's Feast helped you out in this fight a lot. Yep. And it is now Malaris's turn. Roll a death saving throw. 9. One success, one fail. One fail. And no one can see her. No. And she can't say where she is. she can't say. So this It might be be very bad. bad. Could be rough. That was Malaris. There's one orc left somewhere in (laughs) this darkness. Who's going to kind of... hmm. Yeah, he's going to throw some darts. They're not as much damage, but he doesn't have to leave the darkness. Uh, He's going to throw... Two darts at Jasulka, because that magic missile ain't no joke. Dar- Does Jasulka have a little bit of cover behind the pedestal? Plus two. Uh, is a 17 a hit? Miss. Second dart. Natural 20. And a natural 19. Okay. That's actually going to be a, a... That'll be two hits. That'll be two hits. That's yeah. Right. All right. Good, because I don't have to roll 64. All righty. That is the orc's turn. Owlbear... What do you got? Um, okay, Owlbear, she was able to to stabilize Carmina. Mm-hmm. Um, let's Good see. Owl. She's going to move back out. And let's see. She's going to move behind this pedestal. Okay, a different pedestal than Bulger and Jasulka are behind. Uh, and she's also going to ready in action. She will um, shoot her... Um, crossbow if she sees someone come out of the darkness. Oh, okay. That is Owlbear. Bulger. 
Uh, he's gonna do the same thing. Okay. Hunker and ready. All right. Chisalka's like, eh, things are a little bit dicey, but we'll see. Oh, I suppose I can use another spell slot. <laughs> and he will step out, wave a hand, and try to dispel that magic as well. And it whoo, drops away. You see the woman and the orc standing there looking still decent. Mm hmm. But we're going to pick up there next episode. It's still in a sticky wicket here. Sticky wicket. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, If you like what you heard, you can get in touch with us on social media, either Twitter or Instagram. Our handle is at andadiepodcast. Uh, We always love hearing from our listeners. Thank you again for everyone submitting crit cards. They're obviously super duper fun. Um, They really spice up the game. Uh, and it's really cool to have you guys influence, um, you know, our game and our show. Alrighty, catch y'all next week.